welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to the special bonus episode, Magus Elgar Season 1 Recap with creator Kennedy Phillips. I have Kennedy here with me today to do a run over of the last 11 episodes and some of the characters in it and what's coming up. Hey, Kennedy. Hi, Dawn. How's it going? Going good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I've been surprisingly very busy despite that uh, I've been done with Make a Zelgar season one for a while now. But uh, greetings, Acolytes. If you're here at this video, that means that you've finished all 11 episodes of Megas Elgar, hopefully. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to be having a little bit of a talk about everything after the fact. Uh, I'm excited about this because I haven't had many opportunities to talk about Megas Elgar after season one, after people have gotten through season one. Um, mostly because I, when I first started, I was still pretty new to um, writing an audio drama of this caliber. But as I got through the episodes, I got more and more confident, got more into the the setting, and I started falling in love with these characters. Um, that being said, uh, I, I'm still excited about where it's going to go further, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about this. But I will warn you. Uh, massive spoilers about this if you haven't seen the show. Uh, there's no excuse to go back and go see it and and take a look at it for yourself because I imagine it's going to be wildly more entertaining than my discussion today. <laughs> Though I will try. Okay, what do you got for us? Tell us a little bit about um, the, the first episode and going into the second episode and uh, the characters involved with them. Well, um, oddly enough, I actually started writing this series with episode four. Oh, okay. Um, episode four was our proof of concept episode, where all we were doing was like a very basic uh, episode, a very basic scene where Magus Elgar tries to do a science experiment, and Dr. Horatio and Kaylee try to do try to cast magic for the first time. Okay. Um, it was simple, it was straightforward, and it was very contained, um, which allowed us to explore how magic works and also explore how fundamentally uh, odd Magus Elgar can be, considering that he makes all of these... Uh, he tries... He tries creating a fusion reactor out of a pair of possums. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because he, he read in a science book that opossums attract. Because, you know, fusion's <laughs> about magnets, right? That is too funny. Too funny. Now, it, okay, so you started with season four. Did you just kind of backtrack? Well, episode or episode four, sorry. Ah. Did you just kind of like backtrack and then go from the beginning? Well, um, the thing was is that we would have really loved to have explored the story about like how Elgar and Horatio met. But for our proof of concept that we were going to be showing to my, my boss at the time, Hamed Hokum's a day. Uh huh. Um, he wasn't, he didn't quite understand what we were getting ourselves into. 
So I need to show them that, hey, we can actually make a thing and, and, and do that. So when I went back, um, starting the, the script writing process, I, I still, there were still a couple of things that I didn't quite understand about modern audio drama. I actually did audio dramas when I was uh, in college in like the late 2000s. Okay. But I, I didn't have any exposure to other audio dramas at the time. So my earliest drafts of this was uh, pretty pretty standard. It was just like people talking. That was about it. And it had a very it was very it was a little dry, it was not nearly as exciting as it is now. Um, but at one point while I was writing all this stuff, I was still living pretty close to I was still living pretty close to um, Chapman University. Okay. Give me one brief second. One of my actors is complaining. As a brief segue, Aww. this is one of my actors. She helps me play Kikay. Now, is she a Bengal? No, she's a tabby. Very okay. tiny. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she hates this. Aww. But maybe she shouldn't make so much noise when I'm doing this. Good. <laughs> she's just mad because she wants to go out. Anyway, um, I was talking about this show. <laughs> um, anyway, bottom line was that I didn't, I didn't have a lot of experience writing at this calorie yet. So I, I ended up asking uh, Casey Wayland, who was a teacher at my at my at my university at the time. Um, I'd graduated like about a year or two ago and I figured I'd go over and ask him and he gave me a lot of very positive feedback about the audio drama. He gave me suggestions on how to spice it up. He gave me uh, suggestions on on making things a lot more prevalent without trying to tell me what I should be doing. Like he told me I needed the, the opening to have a really good sell, like some, some scene that can be exciting, that can be like the, a, a great button to show people, okay, mm -hmm. this is what we're about. And that's when I decided to come up with the dragon fight scene. Now, the one, the one thing that I will say about the dragon fight scene is that, um, the the guy that they were fighting, uh, this dragon in Kadali, mm -hmm. wasn't a real dragon, uh, which is so easily overlooked because he sounds like a dragon. He's making roaring sounds like a dragon. But what actually happened was he tried casting a spell on the mirror cauldron and mm -hmm. it mutated him into this this you know power mad dragon or whatever. Um, Real dragons in our setting are very rare and very dangerous. Um, mostly because they've been around forever and they actually use magic in a very different way than everybody else does in Hearth. Okay. Now are they using the elements? And that's that's the thing. Uh, in in Megaselgar, you channel magic by insulting the elements. And, and uh, getting them to draw and drawing the energy from them as they attempt to smite you. With dragons, because they are so old, so ancient, and their brand of magic 
is is wholly unique in that the magic comes from themselves. Uh, they're they're almost like giant batteries of magical energy. That's awesome. Uh, so that way uh, way back in the day um, when sorcerers started coming out and wizards and magi, uh, they discovered this new kind of magic where hey we can we can insult the laws of nature and get magic that way. Dragons don't have to be the only ones doing magic. And so they got they got a little they got a little frustrated and decided well screw this dimension and uh, found another found another realm to go off to and most of the dragons migrated away and uh, now all that's left are like a very small handful of uh, of dragons. There's 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 a couple around like there's Dragon Tirewind who's learning how to. Who, who has some weak wings and is mm -hmm. trying to practice gliding over uh, the lift planes. There's uh, uh, Dragon Gildan, who runs the Gildan's Horden Loan. Um, and there's there's a couple of others. We're going to explore uh, at least at least one dragon uh, next season, if we ever get the... I was just getting ready to ask that. To that. Can you give us any hints about next season and the dragons and stuff? Well... As you know, Megas Elgar gets Oh, I think we lost our, our we lost our sound. Okay, I got it back. Okay, well, as you know, uh Megas Elgar got arrested. Um mostly because he did a lot of really stupid things. It so many people complained to me about the idea of like, wait a minute, he's but like he's the main <laughs> character, and you're ending with him getting arrested. <laughs> and like, wouldn't you arrest him after all that he did? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it leaves a good opening for season two. Well, season two, um, we are going to be doing some recap and stuff like that to get everybody caught up to speed and introduce some new characters. Yay. But yeah, we are probably gonna have we're probably gonna have a trial to talk about all the stuff that happened. Um, I'm excited because that means we can show off the Council of Nine, um, which are some really interesting characters. Um, what I may do is I may uh, create like a monologue for each of these characters to mm -hmm. as like a, a stories in between kind of thing, uh, talk about them and, and get to know them. Uh, what we'll probably do in between uh, producing season two, um, as like I'm I'm working on writing every day, uh, is we'll probably have a a mini podcast series to go on in between called Magus Elgar: The Stories in Between, where we'll explore characters like Darlia Maplethorn, who's the counselor of catastrophe, um, or we'll talk with uh, Magus Serling Tenthorn as he explains various aspects about magic involved things. I love it. Hopefully his buttery voice will sound like You do great voiceovers. By Patrick Stewart. I don't know. <laughs> oh, tell, um, tell us about the artwork. I love the artwork. It's so vibrant. Oh, yeah. So... I wanted to have some kind of artwork to establish and draw people into this because um, I, I had a feeling that I wasn't going to be able to get a lot of attention right away because I'm nobody and I'm still nobody. Um, but at the same time, I really wanted a good excuse to develop and establish these characters. 
Um, so I had I had looked around online for for a freelance artist, and I found Oskot Mazambakov, who is this absolutely wonderfully talented individual who does these gorgeous paintings. Um, and I asked him to do a couple of uh, a couple of pictures for us. And oddly enough, the first thing that he painted for us was the uh, was the fusion. Oh, I think we're having, we lost you again. Can you wiggle your cord? Is that any better? Yeah, that's, it's back. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on today. I, I heard he lost his, and then it went bloop. Ah, uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I had him draw, uh, the exper I had him draw the fusion experiment first which seems only appropriate. And uh, as time went on, we got him to draw the unblinking. We got him to draw uh, Panorama Tower, which I know so many people are telling me, why didn't you make Panorama Tower Megas Elgar's tower? And I'm like, because it, it travels around a little too much and I didn't want to like over, I didn't want to over, uh, overshadow Megas Elgar and his own antics by just the place that he lived in. Cause then we'd have a, a Hayao Miyazaki's Howl's Moving Castle kind of situation. <laughs> Where it's like, wow, your house is infinitely more interesting than you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of like Wizard Which is not Oz. to say that Howl wasn't interesting. It was just the house was really interesting. That was too funny. So can you give any type of spoiler or even time frame of when our audience um, can expect the second season of, of Magus Elgar. I know that you're currently working on it. Well, right now we're writing it. Um, I, I can tell you that we've expanded our writing team considerably. We've got three people working beside me, so it's not going to take me like a full year to write it like it almost did last time. Um, I know that we're expected to have, like, the first draft on sometime in September, but, like, uh, the the complication with this one isn't going to be the writing that's going to be holding it back in so much as it's going to be funding. Um, as it stands, we... Uh, I, I, I provided the funding myself for season one. Okay. Um, and I, I, I sank all my nest eggs into that, and I, I'm sinking my nest eggs into getting the animated series, uh, like some kind of pitch Bible and, and things like that figured out. I'm learning a lot of very important lessons about constructing them. Um, however, uh, we, I, I can, I can, I unfortunately have to say that we, we don't really have the funding to make a season two right now. Um, most of the time we were hoping that like a lot of the, um, the sales that we would accrue from Bandcamp and from iTunes and all those places would help. Um, but it's podcasts are usually kind of small with this kind of thing. Right. Like unless you're, unless you're like this big thing from BBC radio Four, usually don't see that kind of return. Um, but I still want to do it. Like I, I want to do it because I love the people who have grown so enamored by the show. I really love this story. Um, and I would love to see it continuing to go on. I would too. Um, 
So until we um, until we figure out uh, where we're going to be able to get that kind of funding, we might we might do a Kickstarter. We might we might ask around for some people. We might try to find some kind of sponsorship or a, or a, uh, or a grant. I don't know. I don't know if uh, the United States has any grant programs there for is. audio dramas. Oh, I don't know about audio dramas. I know that there is for uh, films and short films. Yeah, I mean, usually they want to do it for like something that's like going to be like this big, big culturally relevant thing that talks about really hard hitting problems like healthcare or, or, or civil rights or, or things like that. And I completely understand that. I don't. I can't. I can't really imagine why the government would be like, well. You have this story about magic and people doing magic things. <laughs> this is something the world needs to see. <laughs> oh, this is this is my my kitty. Sugar, she's a Russian blue. Oh, she's gorgeous. Thank you. She's she's big she's big cat. Yeah, mine's like half that size. But anyway, um, I have a tabby that's half her size too. So, um the bottom line is that like uh Right now, I don't want to try and pursue the whole. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing one or two small leads, um, but until then, I'm kind of focusing on getting the writing done because I've got enough. Uh, I've got enough uh, mileage on my funding from you know all of my other stuff to try and get that figured out. Mm -hmm. um, oops. Uh, plus, because that way, I uh, once I'm done with season two writing i can showcase that and be like here's what we're gonna do what i can tell you is a couple things um if we do a season two it's going to be 12 episodes um it's going to be slightly long it's going to be slightly longer in a couple places because we were trying very hard to do like the 22 minute like half hour right. kids level format but we're an audio drama we don't have to worry about that as much um that being said, doing a 45, doing 45 minute episodes would be a little much, but we, we, we showed that in episode 11, we can do 45 minute episodes. It's just right. more of, they're expensive. Um, and we'll only probably reserve them for like season finales or very big episodes, uh, or very specifically important episodes. But as we do this, will be uh for season oh we lost your audio wiggle your cord okay you're back oh wait you're not back yet okay say something nope wiggle I'm on here there you go we can okay. hear you that's really weird i think there's something going on with uh my my setup right now which is problematic but oh well Anyway, so what I can tell you about season two is we're going to be exploring the fallout of the stamps. Now, we saw one stamp break with the radio, but that was more just from just physically breaking. The, uh, if, if you remember, the radio still maintained a lot of its magical effects mm -hmm. when, they, when they repaired it and so on and so forth. But the problem with the stamps is not that they are physically unstable is that they have they are unstable magically the how do i describe this it's kind of like 
the elements look at the stamps and they see a Escher painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us and our cats, Kennedy. <laughs> he wants to go outside. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, she does that too. You know, she'll come crawl right up in my face right in the middle of an interview. No. <laughs> Right, maybe we should hold these two cats up and see if they hate and see if they they hiss at each other. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to be exploring uh, the fact that um, when the elements see these uh, stamps, they're looking kind of like an Escher painting. That doesn't make sense. How how does this work? Maybe it works like this. Maybe it works like that. They they continue trying to like okay maybe maybe this is how it's supposed to work or, or something like that because. If you are an element of, of uh, fire, per se, do you fall? Uh, does the uh, the what the scalpel does fall under what you do? Well, it's supposed to cut everything, and then you know fire is can can like burn through this stuff, so they're gonna make the cut or whatever. And the more time that's being spent showing the stamps going around doing their thing the more attention they're getting from the elements and uh, the more attention the elements are giving to these stamps, the more unstable they become. So we're going to start showing what happens when uh, an L a stamp gets over is, is getting too much mm -hmm. or it's getting overused. Um, so there's that, but there's also one other big thing do you remember what happens at the end credits of episode 11? If you recall, uh, the end credits didn't end properly uh, because our grand villain who had been banished to the unblinking had been whisked away by the horrific entities there within. And something happened. And that's something that is going to be introduced in season two. And it's something that Megas Elgar is going to have to deal with. What that might, may be and what that is, I can't really say. They'll Mostly have to tune in and find sure out. They're right. watching. Yeah, they're going to have to tune in and find out. So, absolutely. Well... Kennedy, I want to thank you so much for giving us an update and a recap of Season 1 of Megas Elgar and what we can expect in Season 2. And I hope you find all the backing that you need so everybody, so we can see it, so we can yeah, hear it, um, if, so we can watch if, uh, it. If you really enjoyed the show... Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I, I, you can hashtag me on Twitter or anything like that. I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear uh, any words of uh, positivity about it to validate this whole nonsense journey. Um, but I'd also like to hear from you because um, we're, we're thinking about trying to find some other ways to generate our funding. Um, we're working on the idea. I'm, I'm toying around with the idea of doing merchandising, like getting like little pins or T-shirts of the different types of casters or posters of our show that you can hang up in your in your living room or, or whatnot or something like that. Um, 
but we would need enough uh, we would need enough of a following to to validate that. Um, we're also trying to work on finding other platforms that you can that people can see the show and please please share this with your friends, your family, or if you want to just uh, give us a, a nod of respect or something like that without any kind of complication, mm-hmm. why not consider visiting Bandcamp, uh, our, our Bandcamp. Um, we're selling the fancy edition for only like a handful of dollars, and we've got the soundtrack on there, which has um, voice act, which has the uh, which has the music, as well as a couple of sound effects mm-hmm. um, that you can take that I created. Um, if you get the fancy edition, we've got some bloopers built into it uh, from some of the earlier episodes, mm-hmm. um, and it would really uh, it would really show us that like you you guys really enjoyed this show. And, of course, you can take it with you wherever you want on your... If for some reason any of you tuned in before uh, checking out episode 1 through 11, uh, be sure to check those out because exclusively here on a new podcast, you can hear them for free. Mm -hmm. And anywhere else, you get the first three episodes for free and then the previews are available. So... Uh, be sure to check them out. Now, you can actually hear this on iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and um, most of your favorite streaming platforms. So that's a good thing. We'll be working on, uh, at some point, trying to uh, find easier methods to be able to get Mega Selgar to you guys. Um just uh, just be sure to stay tuned for, for a lot of this other stuff. And when we get it around, please um, sign up for our newsletter on megaselgar.com and you can hear what we're working on next, how we're doing things, and everything that goes about it. Uh, I know that one thing that I'll be doing in the near future is we're going to be changing a little bit of the website to talk a little bit more about the show in proper tone. Um, in the form of a comic of sorts. Uh, and to the only way you'll know when that's going to go down is I'm going to send off a, a newsletter to everybody and then post it on Facebook, Twitter, so on and so forth. Heck and yeah. Sign on for any of those things and we'll be able to do it. You'll be able to know where, where to go. Yay. And will you be doing more animation in season two? Uh, we right now we're working on another animated short. Um, Yay! This one is called Lizard Cheeks. Uh, while <laughs> the first one was a bit of was a bit of fun talking about like make, keeping it a mystery with Bridge, uh, th- this one is a little bit more obvious because uh, Lizard Cheeks is about uh, Mega Sigari, uh, Kaylee and Udo, and it's sort of a animated version of their first meeting in episode nine. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, um, we should be expecting to be done with that sometime mid-September. But okay. don't quote me on that because things things get complicated. But on the bright side, we've got we've still got our character designer, we've still got our background artist. Um, we've had a couple of people help us out with the animatic and we've got um, powerhouse animation helping with the principal animation. If you're not familiar with Powerhouse, they're the guys that helped work on uh, Castlevania, the, uh, oh, the TV okay. animated yeah. series on that. They are extremely talented, and they really they really know their stuff. Um, that being said, if you really don't want to wait for all the stuff that I do, such as like my sound design work, 
Um, I'm actually working right now on a science fiction audio drama called uh, The Sojourn uh, with Space Doc on YouTube. Um, and that's, that's going to be really exciting. I'm also working with um, the team over at Satina, which is an animated series about the, 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 the daughter of a human and the queen of hell. And it's it's very silly, it's very fun, and it's it's going to be an absolute blast to sound design. Sounds great. Uh, so if you want to see more of my work as well, um, you can go to uh, kennedyphillips.org. I don't know if you would be that kind of interested in that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But tons of projects. I'm so. going to check it out. Oh, I'm going to link that to your bio and your interview page, too. Okay. And hey, yeah. if you happen to be wanting to make an audio dramas. Yes. And be sure that uh, if you haven't checked out my interview, my exclusive interview with Kennedy, um, not just on Megas Elgar, but Kennedy, um, I've put a link here on this page. So be sure to click it and check it out. You won't regret it. Well, so. above everything though, Dawn, I really want to thank you for allowing me to host Megas Elgar on your wonderful site. Um, I want to thank pretty much everybody over at a new podcast for helping getting me to this position where I can present this story to you. And most of all, I want to thank the people who are watching this right now, because it is you select few who care so much about this stupid little story that I made. And it's really touching that you want to go out of your way to try and see, see more of this. And the only thing that I ask of you, after everything, I can't thank you enough, but if it's at all possible, share this with your friends, your family, people that might be able to enjoy this kind of thing. It's one of the few ways that will help enable me to continue telling the story. And I can tell you, I've got enough ideas for this story to last me like a good four seasons. I love it. Kennedy, I when when I first checked out Megas Elgar and I listened to the first episode, I absolutely loved it. I, I love everything about it. Um the the way it's put together, the characters, the the acting, the voices, it it's like you can see it in your mind. And and then, you know, when you're putting that artwork out there, I was like, Wow, you know, and and people do need to see it. And I want to see a season two. So, yes, please share this video. Like, comment, and um, absolutely. So, yes. And hey, you know, maybe in some perfect environment I can present this to BBC Radio 4 and they'll be like, well, we want more of this, obviously. You never know. American. <laughs> you never know. I'm just saying you never know because we have people tuning in um, in over 60 countries. So there you go. Well, this is Dawn Piercy and Kennedy Phillips signing off. Until next time. And Kennedy, I had such joy putting all of these episodes together and working on this with you. And it's been awesome having you on a new podcast platform it's been an absolute pleasure and i really hope that i get the opportunity to show you more things soon yes 
And until next time, keep it real.